Good job. Amen. So I'm not going to rehearse everything everybody said. We're going to make a few points and we're going to dismiss because we have uh, TT that should be here soon. Amen. So today's lesson big idea is what? Amen. And the focus verse is Genesis 37, verse 5 and 9. And it says, and Joseph dreamed a dream. Y'all can read. And he dreamed yet another dream, told it to his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more, and behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obscience to me. And the lesson text, Genesis 37, 2 through 35, what is the truth about God today? Amen. So we heard a very detailed account from everybody this morning about these uh, particular scriptures. And we see this is the beginning of the story of and the journey of Joseph. And it starts out by talking about dysfunction and the word dysfunction, does anyone have a definition of that? Because we hear that phrase being thrown around a lot, the dysfunctional family. What well, is dysfunction? Amen. Disturbance and deviation in function. So there was an obvious disturbance amongst the sons of Jacob. And uh, we all can look at our own family life and we can see that every family has some form of dysfunction. There ain't no family perfect. Ain't nobody's life perfect. Ain't nobody's marriage perfect. Ain't nobody's job perfect. Ain't nobody's church perfect. We are all imperfect people trying to function and get along in this thing called life. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so we can see here the dynamics that was going on with Joseph being the baby and the older brothers here that should have been looking out for him you know, should have been more mindful of him as the youngest baby brother. And, you know, we've all been through sibling rivalries, especially if you got several siblings. A lot of times you had to fight for your life. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> a lot of times you grew up in a, in especially a big family, 
uh, you found yourself a lot of times uh, you had to fight to survive. <laughs> Amen. Didn't mean that you didn't love them. Amen. But a lot of times we had disagreements. Uh, we had <laughs> there was a lot of different personalities under one house. You know, everybody wasn't the same. From the oldest to the middle to the youngest, everybody had their different personalities, and you had to jail all that together in one house. <laughs> so what does that mean? It's going to be some conflict somewhere. And at, at some point, we're going to fight. We're going to knock down, drag out. And of course, we didn't do it in front of mama now. <laughs> or we got our tail toe up. But you know, at some point, you know, it's going down. Because uh, you on my side of the bed and you took my shoes and, and you, you took my piece of chicken. Before I get to the table, you know. Yeah. So this is very common. <laughs> it's, it's very common for siblings and family members, cousins, them to get into it and get into some knockdown. It seems like when you get into it with your own folks, boy, you really can throw down. <laughs> but when you get into it with that sister, or that brother, or that cousin, you know, it seems like, boy, you just really want to lay it on them, you know, because it's something about that connection, you know, and that bond is a little bit different than when you, you know, you can get mad and upset and throw down with somebody on the street, but it's something different, you know, when it's your brother get on your last nerve, you know, that sister, that cousin get on your last nerve. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you don't get all of you. Yeah, them big mamas didn't play that. You know, you don't line up and I'm going to get down to the truth. I'm going to get all of you. Because <laughs> they knew that somebody was lying. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to tell the whole truth. Uh, come on, somebody. You know, that's what I grew up under. You know, the Florine McDonald's and the Diamond Pennington and the Adrian Young's, you know. They get that switch and say, we're going to get down to it, you know, and, you know, we're we going to settle this fight. Cause, you know, I grew up under old women that would jack you up in the wall. You know, you want to fight, huh? Uh-huh. They be done snatch you by your throat and you be done got jacked up in the wall. I seen an old woman take on about a whole group of uh, young teenagers and jacked them all up, told her they draws. <coughs> oh, you want to fight? <laughs> so we all can say and we all got memories you know of altercations you know within the family um, and, and so here we have this setting with this young man it talks start talking about him being a part of the hall of fame of faith in Hebrews 11 and what I like about uh, that section of that paragraph is because it talked about that the heroes of faith were not perfect, but they were faithful. <laughs> and and that, make, that makes a whole lot of difference. 
you know, we all got our flaws. We all have our imperfections. But God chose to pick imperfect people to fulfill his purpose and his plan on the earth. And you ought to shout it, hallelujah. <laughs> that he would choose us with our messed up, jacked up self. Oh, I guess I ain't got no witness in here this morning. That he handpicked you and he handpicked me. He chose us uh, in generation and generations of time uh, to carry his word, to be his light, uh, to be his vessel, to be somebody that can stand strong in the faith of God. Imperfect people, but faithful unto God. Oh, that says a lot. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, oh, we like to talk about Bible stories and talk about the mistakes of the patriarchs and, you know, where they fell off and what they didn't do and how they missed them all. Oh, we miss it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Uh, yes, you were just like Abraham. You were just like Isaac. Uh-huh. You were just like Jacob, full of tricks. Oh, you still tricking folk. Oh, yeah. You may be fooling folk, but you ain't fooling God. We still just like them, honey. Oh, yeah. Oh, we love to rub David in the ground. Oh, he slept with Bathsheba. Oh, he fell off. You did too? Oh, oh we don't really want to pull the sheet off. Oh, come on now. Oh, we don't rub the... Oh, if I was the prophet of God, I wouldn't have did that. Oh, shut up. You would have. You would have did worse. Oh, come on. Let's cut it, cut it, cut it. Oh, I wouldn't have did it like Peter. I wouldn't have did it like John. Oh, Paul, he persecuted Christian. You done persecuted a whole lot of folks. Oh, it's still doing it. <laughs> so, you know, when you approach the scriptures, you have to be mindful that it's an example to help better you as you travel and walk with God. Because we all going to slip up at some time. And God already know. He already know. Oh, but the main thing is to not make an excuse and to repent and get back on track and keep following God and being faithful in your walk. Amen. So let's deal with this words, favoritism and jealousy. Hmm. Hmm. Favoritism. Oh, you got it too. Every, every human being on the planet. Stop it. Don't, don't you look at me like that. Like you don't favor something. Just stop it. Let's be for real here. Favoritism. What is it? Well, we say, oh, they favor. Oh, they the teacher's pet. Oh, daddy liked him better than me. Oh, auntie treated him better than me. Oh, grandma did this for them and didn't do it. What is favoritism? Preferential treatment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's good. Partiality. Uh-huh. So don't y'all sit here like y'all ain't never been partial. Uh-huh. But we all have been there at some point in your life and at some point in your relationship now. 
Because it's human nature. That's what we do. But thanks be to God that we serve a God that is there's no partiality. That there is no respect of person. He gives everybody the same road, everybody the same opportunity to walk with him, to serve him. Huh? Come on, somebody. Now, the way that he deals with each individual is up to him. He's not going to deal with each individual the same. Now, let, 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 let's get that straight. How? Absolutely. How he deal with me is not how he going to deal with you. And you better say, thank God. <laughs> thank God for your own individual walk with God. Because he knows your personality. He knows what's on the inside of you. He knows what's going to push you and what's going to drive you, what's going to motivate you. God knows all of that. He knows what's going to pull you down and what's going to discourage you and frustrate you. God knows all of the particulars. And he's so awesome that he can deal with all the billions of people on the planet on an individual basis. That's the beautiful thing about God. Huh, somebody said he was the almighty God. <laughs> He's so awesome in his power and his might and his wisdom. Oh, he rules and reigns in all the affairs of... Oh, thank God, thank God. Oh, I'm glad he don't deal with me like he do well then, Pastor. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So you should appreciate your walk, your individual walk with God even the more. We take it lightly. We take it for granted. But I thank God every day just for him dealing with me and putting up with crazy Monica. You got to agree. You better thank God that he putting up with you. <laughs> but thank God he putting up with you. Woo! My God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and so we look at this thing called favoritism. And we all have people in our life that have a place in our heart. And you ain't got to say it. You, you can just picture their face right now, can't you? You know, <laughs> it may be that certain child. It may be that certain auntie. I, you know, I got favorite aunties. You know, I ain't, ain't going to lie. Oh, uh, yeah. It may be that favorite uncle, huh? Elder? Was it Freddie? Huh? Yeah. You had that connection in that bond, and sometimes you can't explain it. See, that problem is we try to explain everything. Sometimes you just can't explain it. Huh? But you guys have to realize that sometimes God weave us together with certain ones. Oh, so sometimes it can be a divine connection. Oh, see, we don't even pay attention to things like that. That certain daughter, that certain son, that cousin, that niece, that nephew, that uncle, that auntie. Huh. Could it possibly? Absolutely. Absolutely. Connected him with an uncle. They was tight. They actually looked very alike when you looked at Elder and Freddie. 
And, you know, you, you just, you know, when I looked at them as a kid and I just saw them together, you know, you could tell that that was a different connection. Y'all think about somebody right now that you just, you got that different connection with. They can call you and boy, you do whatever you can to help them. You know, when they talk, you ain't got to talk to them every day. See, that's the thing about connections and friendship. You ain't got to talk all the time. You got some CB friends right now. They call you. You come to the rescue. You know, whatever you do to help. Because we have divine connections. We don't know what God is doing. Huh? And so, you know, we just got to make sure that we be that friend, that person. You know, you are the representative of God in their life. Have you ever thought about that? What you represent. Huh? Hmm. Just something for you to think about. Because a lot of times we think friends is just friends. Family is just family. But sometimes God is moving and orchestrating stuff in the background just like he was doing with Joseph. Mm. So let's talk about jealousy. Uh, we have a definition of jealousy. Jealousy, uh, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, is cruel as the grave. Jealousy is a horrible thing. Talks a lot about jealousy in the book of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Jealousy can send you into a rage and a fit, cause you to want to kill and murder. Do harm to somebody. Just by the emotion, the out of control emotion of jealousy. Y'all read about jealousy in Proverbs. Hmm. So do we have a definition? Uh-huh. Envy, mm-hmm. Strongly wanting someone else's position or their advantage or their possessions. And how many times have we seen that? Well, people you know were so jealous of what somebody else had, they went all the way out of their way to try to get what they got. Huh? Yes. The Joneses syndrome. <laughs> well, if the Joneses got it, I'm going to get it too. Huh? They ain't going to be the only ones happy and eating high on the hall. They ain't going to be the only ones. Uh, the Joneses got this and the Joneses got that. And you can't hardly sleep because you're just trying to think about a way to keep up with the Joneses. Huh? They got that position. I can get it too. Huh? Uh, we don't been that too. Uh, God done bless you and promoted you and you in a high position, you know, than your other peers that you started out with. You know, one time, one season, y'all was all on the same level. 
then God decided to handpick you and put you in a position of promotion or leadership. Come on, somebody. And then them same folks that you used to hang with and talk with, them same ones get into an out-of-control emotion of jealousy. Uh, that y'all call it being a hater in this day. Drinking that hater aid. <laughs> they can't handle it. They can't handle seeing you being put over them. Oh, that's the issue that the brothers had because the younger brother gonna tell us about his little dream that we gonna be bowing down here. Oh, like that's uncommon. But folks don't want to call you a boss man and supervisor. <laughs> they don't want to give you that kind of respect. Huh? You think people appreciate your position? <laughs> when God done elevated you and done blessed you, don't you expect everybody to give you a sunflower the next day? You crazy. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't expect everybody to give you a promotion party. <laughs> They're going to talk about you. They're going to talk about you when you was a janitor. They're going to talk about you when you get promoted. They're going to talk about you when you become the district supervisor. Because that's the nature of people. That's the spirit of jealousy and envy. Oh, it's malicious. It's murderous. But you got to make sure that you don't let that kind of stuff get in your heart. Don't you let that kind of spirit get in you. Oh, you ought to Celebrate when God bless your brother and your sister. When God promotes from within. Oh, when God takes his people up. What you mad for? What you jealous for? Oh, my God. Because when he gets through with them, he may knock at your door. Oh, because you got a season and a time. The question is, will you be in the right place with God? Can he trust you with his anointing? Can he trust? Woo, I feel great God from Zion. Yes, sir. Church, let God do it. Don't try to pump yourself up. 
yourself up on somebody else's downfall. You let God raise you up. Because when God do it, it's settled, honey. You hear me? Woo, my God. Devil in hell can't do nothing with it. <laughs> Woo, my God. Let God do the promoting. You stay humble. <laughs> you just wait your turn. You sit there with a smile on your face and you do everything you're supposed to be doing, that which is right, even when the boss man ain't looking. <laughs> because God is watching. <laughs> Woo, my God, it's called character. It's called accountability. And that's what God is looking for in his stewards. Because he knew it was something about Joseph. That young man could be trusted. Mm, let that soak in. Out of all them brothers, there's something about that baby boy that God saw. Hmm? He trusts Joseph. <laughs> Absolutely. You may be at the beginning stage of your transformation, but because you're going through some stuff, and the enemy is throwing fiery darts at you. You know, you don't understand what's going on instead of just staying faithful. Staying rooted and grounded in the faith. And holding on to what God has already spoken to you. Don't move to the right nor to the left. Staying focused on God. And just let him work. I tell my kids all the time, give God an opportunity to work. Before you get all flustered and before you get all, you know, messed up and jacked up, just give God a chance to work. Hmm. Let that sink in. Hmm. Hopefully this is helping somebody. You never know what God is doing. We're not going to be able to see it like God see it. Hmm? Why God picked somebody like this and he didn't pick somebody like that? You know, you, you see how God picks up and grooms folks. You know, they may have been deep out there in the streets in the gutter. Huh? Doing all kind of stuff that you probably wouldn't do. But God sees something in that individual. God has the ability to see something in each individual. You may never see it. Never understand. Hmm. He can pick the uneducated as well as the educated. He can pick the poor and he can pick the rich to accomplish his goal, his plan, his will in the earth. You thought about that? When you read the Gospels and you read about all these leaders that came to Jesus, huh? they had money, they had influence, they had life going on, so to speak. And God chose to use them. huh? Then you flip that side of the coin and then he uses a poor woman, a widow. Huh? Nothing but a mite. Uses a woman that had five husbands at the well. Wait a minute. Whoa, the teach 
us a lesson about worshiping in spirit and in truth. Be real with me. Oh. Oh. And then he flips over into, you know, the book of Acts. And we see Paul here that sat at the feet of Gamaliel was a student and a genius of the law. Huh? Had good intentions, but went about it all the wrong way. Huh. And then saved this man, teaches this man on the backside of a mountain for three and a half years, and used him to turn the world upside down. Huh. How? Why, God? But he was killing Christians, throwing them in the jail. But even calling on the name of Jesus, you pick him up and use him? You see, you don't know what God is doing. Hmm. He wrote most of the letters to the New Testament church. That one. Oh. So it will behoove us to just let God work. Let God move. Let God handle people. You know, we done dealt with some crazy folk and we're dealing with a crazy culture right now where folks just seem to be losing it. Huh? You can't talk to them. It seems like the more you pray for folks, the worse they get. Let God deal with them. Hmm. Wow. Because God's got a plan. God's got a sovereign plan. You hear me, saints? Oh, my God. It may not look like it's working, but it's working. <laughs> it, it may not look like it uh, that you're not making progress that things ain't changing uh, in your atmosphere, in your life in your family but God is a master Woo! my God uh, he knows how to bring those high and lofty prideful attitudes down uh, oh my God he knows where to get you below the bed where it hurts you he knows how to deal with each individual uh, and bring them to the understanding uh, that you don't run nothing because I am God and beside me there is no yeah. Joseph brothers didn't run nothing even though they thought they did they were an instrument in the plan <laughs> instrument come on elder and they had to pay for it in the end and the dream, they end up doing exactly what Joseph said. God said. And that's the difference between a divine dream and your dream where you ate too many beans before you went to bed. Now, some of our dreams, it ain't godly. So don't think because you done had a poof poof. You don't had a dream and it must have been from the Lord. No. No, not necessarily. God ain't in everything. Now, come on now. Some of this stuff is just in us. We got some devilish inclinations in our own messed up, jacked up, heart and spirit. Huh? It's in me. Huh? And so sometimes it can be something as simple as what you saw on TV earlier that day. A replay in your dream. Huh? Something that you've been familiar with may replay in your dream. 
some places that you had went at some point. It couldn't. It didn't even have to be the same day. You can dream all kind of stuff. Don't necessarily mean it was divine. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. But when God give you the dream. And see, that's why you got to be careful about telling everybody everything. Because everybody can't handle your stuff. So, so saints going to have to learn how to shut their mouth. You know, if, if God is giving you something, a divine dream, first of all, it will behoove you to write it down so that you can remember. Because naturally, we're going to forget a lot of those details. People that have a lot of dreams, it's always wise to have a log or a journal. Because God may not decide to give you the interpretation right now. It may be years down the road before you get that interpretation of that one dream. Hmm? See how many years, it was decades, before that dream that he gave him at 17 came to pass. It was decades. And see, you know, we understand you got to keep walking with God for the fulfillment, for the manifestation. And so you got to be careful of going around telling everybody about your dream. Because number one, it wasn't given to them. It was given to you. They're not going to understand. So why are you telling them anyway? And most people don't have the gift of interpreting dreams anyway. They'll mess you up because all they see it from is from the natural. They don't see it, the spiritual connotation, if it's divine. That's why the operation of the Holy Ghost is so crucial. So crucial. Because so many folks done got off and got all twisted up because they done had a dream. Didn't bother God. Didn't pray and seek God for an understanding. You know, God, what are you saying to me? Just wrap your head up and trying to be all super spiritual. God gave me a dream. I'm a prophet. I'm a preacher. I'm a teacher. And that ain't what God was saying. Absolutely. He used a donkey to speak. Just because he pick you up one time to do something, don't call you into an office. So let's get that straight. Because there are so many different anointings in the spirit realm. God can use somebody in the spirit of prophecy and don't make them a prophet. Somebody can give somebody a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Don't make them a preacher. Don't make them a teacher. Don't make them a pastor. God use you at that particular moment. That's why you got to be very, it's, it's, it's some fine lines with this thing that we often take too. I don't see folks get so twisted up and come up to me at, you know, the former church talking about a dream. They done saw me in. He used people familiar in your environment to convey a message to you. It ain't about me. <laughs> it's for you. And it's up to you to seek God to find out. God, what are you trying to convey to me? Oh, folks done got real twisted up. Like, hold up, wait a minute now. You know, and he ain't going to try to tell me your twisted up idea of what your dream meant. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Wrap their head up. 
all talk to me in English. You ain't talking to me in no normal conversation in the King James, so cut it. Cut it. Thus saith the Lord, God of Israel, that I saw you present in my dream, and I saw Cut it. So y'all watch these parking lot prophets and bathroom lawyers with their dreams and visions. If God gonna call you to something, he gonna let you know first. You don't need no prophecy for that. Hmm? So, so let, let, let's get that straight. <laughs> you know, God sent prophets for a purpose and a reason. That, that's a whole, that's a whole nother lesson. We, we're gonna get back on. No, I'm getting off track here. So, <laughs> so we have here, you know, some poor, you know, what they say, parental choices. I don't know if I fully agree with that or not. You know, sometimes we can be harsh on parents, overly harsh, you know. But last time I checked, it wasn't no perfect parents, and we didn't come with no manual, you know, on how to raise kids and how to deal with their individual personality because the way Elder Bean and Sister Bean dealt with me, they couldn't deal with Takara the same way because we had two different personalities. There was a big age gap. Hmm? And just like you, how mom and them dealt with you had to be a little bit different of how they dealt with somebody else. So sometimes I think we get a little harsh on people. Because it's not a perfect science. <laughs> you know, you, you just have to love and discipline the way that you know how to. You know, and I, I think parents, you know, take a, a lot of bad rap. I, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the writer on that. Because we talked about divine connection. If it was some connection with the father and his son, that was a divine setup. It was a divine setup of God, not necessarily that he was a bad father. Y'all see that? So sometimes you can handle things, not necessarily be a bad parent, huh? But the way you feel led to, huh? Just want to throw that nugget out there. Hmm. So... Be careful who you share your dreams with. Everybody is not spiritual. Everybody can't handle what you do, what God is dealing with you about. Hmm? Be careful who you share. Everything that's going on with you. Sometimes it's just best to keep quiet. And just seek God. And let God move. Huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. Sometimes he will. Sometimes he'll put people in your pathway that will pray for you. I know he dealt with Mother Young many years ago about that. You know, but that's what baffles me with this current church is they act like the Holy Ghost ain't moving and operating. It ain't inspiring nobody to get up and go pray for somebody because there's an urgency. There's an emergency going on in the spirit realm. You know, we don't let the Holy Ghost have his full right away. The Holy Ghost should be interpreting a whole lot. Hmm. 
There should be a level of discernment. All this praying and fasting, you know, the saints supposed to be doing and can't discern nothing. That's a problem. You can't receive an answer. You can't get a word from the Lord. What's going on? Well, we doing all of this. We can't get no interpretations. All that the gifts of the spirit is fully loaded in the church. Nobody interpreting dreams. Nobody interpreting tongues. Nobody interpreting nothing. No, no, no increase in the word of wisdom, word of knowledge. No, no gift of faith operating. Where is the gift of faith at? Y'all say you believe. You're so strong in the Lord. You're so anointed. Hmm. Not seeking like you say. We seeking God for jobs, money, cars, chicken, and all this other stuff. Things. That's what the Gentiles seek. That's what the Bible says now. But are we seeking divine revelation? That's what the patriarchs did. They always sought God for a word. God, give me an understanding. God, give me wisdom. I was asking, seeking God every day for some wisdom. Lord, help me to see. Open my eyes so I can see. So we're like blind people walking around in the spirit realm can't see nothing. That's a problem. But we read our Bibles and we sing in our songs and we praising God and we fasting every week and we doing all this praying and laying out, foaming at the mouth. You still can't see nothing. Mm, that's a problem, saints. Absolutely. So this was all divine action of God. Even him being sold into slavery was a part of the plan. Huh? All that this young man went through was a part of the plan. So you just have to come to the realization that some stuff that happened in your life when you was growing up, even as you were coming of age, was a part of God's divine plan. You may not understand it. It may have hurt your feelings. It may have broke your heart. But a broken heart is a part of God's plan. <laughs> Can I get a witness? Huh? How are you going to be able to survive a marriage and relationship you ain't never had your heart broke? Huh? You ain't never had hurt feelings? You ain't never had a door closed in your face? Well, how are you going to know how to press and fight? When somebody told you, no, you can't have this job. No, this is not for you. You're not educated enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not strong enough. You're not this. You're not that. If nobody ever told you that, how would you have some boldness and some thick skin to be able to take some stuff and be able to pursue stuff and keep on coming back? How if you never had disappointment? If everything just went smooth and everything went your way, how? How would it develop you? How would it develop your character? I'm going to leave it there. Hope y'all got something out of today's lesson. Our next lesson, the Lord is with you. Coming out of Genesis 39, we're still dealing with Joseph. 